Good afternoon, everybody. This is Woody with the Climb the Leaderboard podcast brought to you by Paydirt Analytics. That's Paydirt Analytics at paydirt.ghost.io. Head over to the site if you're not already a member. Buy a membership, just $30 a month, breaks down to just a dollar a day. Uh, get everything that I'm going to talk about here today, as well as all of James McCool's awesome sheets, ratings, rankings, projections, range of outcomes, uh, really everything you need to climb the leaderboard on a daily basis. Once again, head over there. That's paydirt.ghost.io. Uh, if you don't already follow us on social media, go ahead and follow us at, at Official on Twitter, Pater Analytics on Facebook and Instagram. And with me today, I have Mr. Pater himself, James McCool. How's it going, James? It's going great, man. Uh, things have been a little bit more calm for me lately with, uh, with NBA ending and with um, a little bit of a break from the torrid amount of sports that were going on a couple weeks ago. So been able to sit back and breathe and catch up on a couple things and uh i'm just pretty happy about that and getting ready to dive into what looks like a pretty nice slate yeah it's a very interesting medium-sized slate we got going on tonight but it was uh it was definitely fun to have you know all those sports going on at the same time but uh definitely good to get a breather here and there um and just focus on mlb a little bit more um but if you're ready i'll go ahead and dive into tonight's 705 main slate on FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, so first game of the night, we're going to have the Braves at the Phillies in Philly. Uh, it's going to be Morton against Moore. Uh, for me personally, I do like the Braves. They grade out above average for me in terms of, uh, my PPOV rating. Once again, for anybody who hasn't listened to the podcast before, that's projected points, ownership and value all kind of smushed together into one rating. Uh, they grade out above average, just missing my top four. Uh, I'm going to be looking to build around Freeman and Albies for my Brave stacks. Don't have a lot of interest in the Phillies. They don't make my top six, which is what I'm going with today. Uh, some interest in Morton. He doesn't make my top four on either site. More, no interest for me. Uh, what about you, James? How, how are you feeling about this game? Uh, mostly more of the same of what you just said. Uh, Braves project pretty well for me. I think it's considered the sixth best stack for me in terms of my scoring percentages over the site. Um, the Phillies are the eighth best and notably worse. I should say that. Uh, the Braves, 22% chance of scoring eight or more runs. Phillies only 17%. So, there is quite a bit of a difference there, but I did want to note really quick that Matt Moore, although he is not super great uh, anymore, like he's pretty cheap, 5,800 on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. And I actually have him projecting relatively well per inning. I only have him projected for 11.67 outs on the day, um, but I have him projected for nine fantasy points. So if you think that he's going to go six innings pitched and get the win. Um, he probably is going to project pretty well for 5,800. So if you want to take a shot on that in GPPs, I don't mind that. And then uh, Charlie Morton projects really well. I mean, points per dollar wise, Charlie Morton's probably the best play on the slate for me after the morning runs. All right, there we go. Um, yeah. I mean, more is uh, I'd imagine you'd say, you know, somebody building anywhere from you know, upwards of three lineups should uh, should look at more if you're if you're looking at a single entry lineup, then uh, probably not going all the way down there to get more. I would say like ten lineups. I don't okay. th- like. I think you can do better in three lineups. There's a lot of spots to go after at at pitcher. I mean, there's like some really nice mid range options with Morton and Thompson and, Ad- and Azale. You can pay up for different things. So, like, I don't think that you're ever really going to get down to Matt Moore unless you're you're going to be having a relatively large portfolio. 
Cool, 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 cool. All right, so let's jump on over to the uh, Rays and the Indians in Cleveland. It's Patino against Quantrill. Uh, this one's really interesting for me because the Indians grayed out as my top-rated stack, uh, according to PP- PPOV on the day. Uh, going to be looking to build around Reyes and Bradley when I'm stacking the Indi- Indians. Uh, but at the same time, Patino grades out as one of my best value pitchers on FanDuel. I have him projected for about 25 FanDuel points, and he's only 5.7K over there. Uh, don't have as much interest in him on DraftKings. He's not as good of a value, but um, it's one of those situations where if you're building multiple lineups, one of those things that we, you know, we just kind of talked about, uh, if you're building around 10 lineups, I would definitely uh, – have some interest in Patino on FanDuel. Uh, probably better places to go on DraftKings for the price, uh, but I'm going to be looking to prioritize the Indian stacks over spending all the way down to Patino. Uh, don't have any interest in Quantrill or the Rays stacks tonight. Uh, what about you, James? How are you feeling about this game? Uh, so kind of the same thing with Patino as I have with Matt Moore. I have Patino only projected for 11.4 outs, um, but only seven fantasy points, so uh, notably farther down than, than Matt Moore. I think once you get down there, you know, two points is, is a world of difference. So, yeah. um, I, I don't mind it, I guess, if, if you think he's going to go six innings again, he's going to project relatively well, probably in the like 17 to 20 point range, I think would be his ceiling. So I, I don't hate that. Um, I do really like the Indians. I think they, they project very, very well, um, in the scoring percentages, they have a 26% chance of having eight or more runs as well as having uh, an 11.6% chance of being the top scoring team on the slate in terms of actual runs scored. Um, I'm mostly with you on the Rays of them being lower down there, but it is worth noting that the Rays have an 8% chance of being the top overall scoring team. And um, I think that that speaks to the Indians bullpen as well. So uh, there, I mean, there's interest here in the Indians. I don't really think I care to take shots on either one of the pitchers, uh, neither Quantrill or Patino, but I, I certainly have interest in the Indians. The problem is I think a lot of people are going to have interest in the Indians. So, um, I, I don't know that I want to eat the ownership on them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, once the ownership starts to become a little bit more clear towards lock, uh, it'll be an interesting situation with the Indians. Um, and I think a couple of pitchers as well. Um, but yeah, I think that I, uh, I think that what my models are seeing with Patino is the five and five and a third innings at his last start. Um, you know, they're the numbers are going to get excited about that for me. Uh, but like I said, you know, Cleveland being the top stack, it's one of those things where I'm going to prioritize Cleveland over spending all the way down to Patino. Um, but, uh, if I'm building 10, 20 lineups, if I'm running a 20 max on FanDuel, that's, you know, I'm probably going to want to have Patino in one, maybe two, just get a little bit of exposure to him. Um, on DraftKings, like I said, just not nearly as much interest. Um, but anyway, moving on to the Padres and the Marlins, it's going to be Snell against Thompson tonight. Uh, Snell is a very interesting case for me. He's just been really bad as of late, uh, but his price has dropped all the way down to 7.5K on FanDuel, 7.8K on DraftKings, and that makes him another value play at pitcher. Uh, I have him projected around 31 points on FanDuel and 17 points on DraftKings. Uh, 
I, but once again, this is another situation where it's a value play a pitcher, but I am going to probably prioritize the stack going up against them as I have Miami as my third highest rated stack. Uh, going to be looking to build around Marte and Duval. Uh, no real interest in Thompson for me and no real interest in the San Diego Padres stack tonight. Uh, James, what do you think about this game? I do not have Blake Snell projected for 31 FanDuel points. I okay. have Blake Snell projected for 12 FanDuel points. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, look, man, he's been trash. I mean, there, yes. There's like, there's no other way to put around it. Uh, he's been really, really bad. He has not been going deep into games. He's not been getting strikeouts. He's been giving up runs. Like, the, he shouldn't even be 7,800 on DraftKings. At, at this point, he should be like 6,500 or something like that. He, he just straight up does not deserve to be priced in the middle of the pack. Um, the Marlins look really, really good up against him. In the first five innings, I have them with an average score of 3.41 runs scored um, and with a lead 68% of the time. So, like, they are getting to him frequently in my simulations. And then they kind of slow down as they run into that bullpen, which is pretty good. So, um, I, I like the Marlins. I think the Marlins probably are a secondary stack for me, which is hilarious because I usually only use set secondary stacks when I think the opposing pitcher is trash and like it's fun <laughs> saying that about Blake Snell. Um, so yeah, I, Blake Snell, I, I'm not touching him until he's right. I, and my models are super short term too. So like, I'll catch it when he starts getting better. Uh, but he, he ain't getting better. Not, not right now at least. So no interest in Blake Snell for me. Um, Zach Thompson, though, I, I have a lot of interest in Zach Thompson. He projects pretty well for me. Um, 19.23 DraftKings points and 28.69 FanDuel points. Um, he's a little bit too expensive on FanDuel, I think, uh, because he doesn't go that deep into games. I'm projected for 17 outs, so he's not getting that quality start very often. He's not getting that win very often. Um, but I do have interest in him. I've actually been attacking the Padres a little bit. Um which has been weird. Like the models have really liked attacking them for one reason or another, even though they've been kind of hot. I think that it's been uh, kind of fool's gold. I think that they've been getting pretty lucky and the models seem to agree. So I have some interest in Zach Thompson for sure. And I can't, I can't imagine he projects more than like 3% ownership or something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could see that as a uh, low owned play. And honestly, I think Snell's ownership is going to be through the roof tonight. So, um, you know, as, while I'm sitting here mentioning him as a value play, do I really want to go to someone who has been really bad recently, who, you know, may project well for me personally, uh, but at a high ownership? Probably not. <laughs> I'm probably going to be looking in other places. Um, he grades out for me as the second best value on both sites at pitcher. But once again, I mean, it, it just the situation that he's in, uh, in terms of being just horrible recently and the entire field seemingly run to, running to him uh, because of the price drop you know I, i'm just not gonna have much interest but you know uh the projection is still there uh, i think it's the strikeout upside that's getting me there but uh yeah i could definitely see the marlin stack like i said they grade out the third highest rated stack on ppov either way it's an interesting game i think overall i think you could stack either side or make a case to play either pitcher um obviously not if you're looking at the Pater model that has uh, Snell projected for, I think you said 11 FanDuel points tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's projected for 12 FanDuel points. Um, over at Roto Grinders, they 
initially they have him for 33% ownership, second highest owned pitcher on the slate. They have him projected for the fourth best value overall. So uh, yeah, he's going to be popular. I think people are going to kind of pile on him. Um, so I'm probably, I, I wasn't entirely sure if I was going to play, but I think I have to play in second Marlins a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes sense to go ahead and get your leverage there and, uh, it, it's too good of a spot to ignore uh, with the Marlins uh, just in terms of getting leverage against a pitcher that's been really bad. Um, but, yeah, I think that goes, uh, you know, if you want to ride with the field and, and get Snell at a discount after he's been terrible, then, you know, you can go ahead and do that. But uh, like I said, and like you said, the Marlins are coming out as, as a great leverage play and uh, and will probably put up a good amount of runs tonight. Uh, moving on to the Yankees and the Red Sox, it's going to be Montgomery against Hauk. Uh, don't have any interest in Montgomery. Hauk grades out fairly well for me in terms of a value play on DraftKings, where he's just 5.3K. Uh, I have him projected in double digits. James, what do you, how are you feeling about Hauk tonight? Uh, yeah, he's better than Matt Moore and cheaper. So, uh, But the problem is that his ceiling is way lower, right? So... I haven't projected for 16 outs and only 10 fantasy points. Okay. So he just, I, I haven't projected for three earned runs, three strikeouts. Like I just don't have him doing very well. I, for the price. Yeah. Okay. Sure. He's 5,300. Uh, if he can get through six innings pitched on FanDuel and get the quality start, uh, he's going to be a, a pretty good play. The The problem is that like, if you have Hauk who projects for low strikeout numbers um, and like some runs, like say he gives up two earned runs and has two or three strikeouts or something like that and gets quality start, he gets you like what, 22, 23 FanDuel points or something like that. Um, like that's, that's not going to beat the, these top end pitchers, you know? So e- even with the savings, like I'd prefer somebody like Matt Moore or Luis Patino, who I think have a higher ceiling um, and have maybe better strikeout potential than uh, than Tanner Hook. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And uh, really, I think Hauk is, you know, he carves out uh, a spot as maybe an SP2 on DraftKings when you really need the salary. You know, once again, you're talking about if you're building more lineups somewhere along the lines of 10 to 20 lineups and you run it, uh, you're hand building and running to a spot where you really need the salary and need a spend down spot at, uh, for your SP2. Uh, Hauk at 5.3k on DraftKings would probably be the move there. Um, but uh, outside of that in this game, uh, the only other thing I'm really look, looking at is the Red Sox stack. They are in my top four. They grade out as my fourth highest rated stack. Uh, going to be looking to build around Bogarts and Martinez. How do you feel the, about the bats in this one? Yeah, Red Sox project super well. Uh, Yankees project super well. Both of them are top three stacks for me. So, um, yeah, I, I, I am much, 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 much more likely to utilize the bats in this one rather than the pitchers. That's for sure. Gotcha. All right. So moving on to the Cubs and the Cardinals, it's going to be Alzale against Kim. Uh, Kim's been throwing really well as of late. Don't have him on my top four on either site. Um, you know, we already went over my value plays on both sites. We're going to get to my top projected plays in a couple of minutes. Um, no interest in Alzale for me either. Uh, do have slight interest in a Cub stack, despite what I just said about Kim throwing really well. Uh, they grade out slightly above average for me. If I'm stacking the Cubs, I'm going to look to build around Rizzo and Bryant. 
no interest in a Cardinal stack. James, how are you feeling about these two pitchers and the bats in this one? Bro, Asley projects great. I don't know what you're on. He's, he's <laughs> 7,400 on FanDuel. Like, how would you rather play Hawk or or somebody in that kind of range? Like, why would anybody play Blake Snell over Advert Asley? That's that's a good question. Uh, I'd have to dive into my projections to tell you exactly why. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. The, the Cardinals have been bad against righties this year. So, um, well, Alzale is actually good. Like, I have him projected for 29 Fandle, for twenty nine Fandle points, which is all, like two and a half times that of Blake Snell. And there's going to be so little ownership. Like, the price on Alzale, I think the price is appropriate on DraftKings, but on Fandle, he's just straight up underpriced. So that that's probably going to be your value uh, value play over on FanDuel tonight. If I play on FanDuel, which I never do, but yes, yeah. <laughs> sure. In a hypothetical world where you're playing on FanDuel tonight, it would uh, the value play if you wanted to spend down would most likely be Alzelay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in, okay. in that simulation, yeah, it's Alzelay hands down. Okay, well, let me. Now you got me interested. Uh, now I got to go see where I have him. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't projected around 27 uh, FanDuel points at 7.4K. He grades out as my third highest value on FanDuel. So uh, I have Snell with a good amount of strikeouts tonight. Um, I'd have to actually dive into it. So to compare the two of them, I have Snell with one higher strikeout than Alzale. Um, and that's what's separating the two. That's what's putting Snell over Alzale in terms of my value play. But um, yeah, I mean, I 100% see where you're coming from. The Cardinals have been bad against righties, and Alzale is actually a good pitcher, and Snell has not been this year. Um, but yeah, uh, any interest in the bats in this one for you? Uh, no, not really. I like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I think that, um, maybe if the Cubs are super low owned, maybe as a, as a three man, but probably not. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing is that the Cubs are drawing really low ownership right now, and that that kind of boosted them. Um, Like I said, Rizzo and uh, Bryant kind of get a little bit of a bump just because they're uh, guys that project out pretty well on a day-to-day basis and uh, are at low ownership, right? like super low ownership right now. So, uh, But we'll move on to the – oh, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. All right, we'll move on to the uh, Angels and Twins here. It's going to be Heaney against Maeda. Uh, don't have any interest in either one of these pitchers. I love the Twins stack tonight. They're my second highest rated stack. Uh, going to be looking to build around Cruz and Donaldson. Uh, no real interest in an Angel stack. Uh, like I said, no interest in the arms. James, what about you? How are you feeling in this game? Yeah, man, Twins all day. They're just they're they're my top overall stack. They have a fifteen percent chance of being the top overall scoring team. I uh, have them at 30% chance of scoring eight or more runs. Um, Heaney is just, he's gas can man. So uh, I probably, I don't know. It's not super likely that I want to go with Kent Tomato. He projects fine. Like he projects well, he projects for 29. He basically projects the same as Adbert Alzelay, right? So if I have to make a choice between those two, it's basically a coin flip. But when it comes to price, for sure, I'd rather have Adbert Alzelay on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Like, it's pretty much the same discussion. It just kind of depends on where I need to spend money and what money I need to spend. But they're, they're basically a coin flip. So I don't mind Kentameda. 
Uh, but yeah, twin stacks for, for all the money. Yeah, I hear you. And, uh, you know, that's probably where I'll be going, uh, you know, in terms of an SE or something like that is, uh, making sure that I'm stacking up on twins bats, uh, as much as I can with them being my highest, second highest rated stack. Um, and Cleveland kind of being shaky with no Jose Ramirez in the lineup. Uh, but moving on to the A's and the Mariners in Seattle, it's Manaya against Flexen. Uh, I have a ton of interest in Manaya. He grades out as my top uh, projected pitcher I, at 9.1K on FanDuel, 9.6K on DraftKings. I am projected for about 35 points on FanDuel and around 20 points on DraftKings. How are you feeling about Manaya tonight? Uh, I think he's overpriced. Ooh, I think he's, okay. I think he's a bit overpriced. I don't like. I think that I would rather play Descalfani. I think that I would rather play Charlie Morton. I think that I'd rather play Walker Bueller, even though there's a pretty large price discrepancy there. But like those three guys project better for me overall. Uh, and Mane is fine, man. Like he has a long leash. He can go a long ways. He has a really good rating for me. He's the third best rating pitcher for me uh, from like a baseline standpoint. But from a projection standpoint, I just have him giving up a lot of hits and I have him like not limiting the base runners as well as a lot of these other SPs. So I think that when you, when you have that as well as, you know, the, the other options that we have, I, I just don't think that I have significant interest in Manea. It's not that I hate him. It's not that I think that he's a bad play. I think that he projects fine. He's a better play on FanDuel, but like, I think he's just slightly overpriced. Gotcha. Uh, so any interest in a Mariners stack then? Uh, maybe. I have the Mariners winning that game. So okay. I I don't have them crushing Manea. I have them with an average fifth inning score of 2.44 runs scored. Uh, it's nothing incredible, but like they actually project pretty well. Their average hitter projection across the lineup is 9.25. Um, which is up there with like the the Indians and the Marlins. So I think as a secondary stack, I don't mind them all that much. I don't know that I'll need to go out of my way for it, but we'll see what ownership numbers uh, show later. I think that Manea is probably going to be um, one of, if not the highest owned pitcher on the slate. So if I if it happens to be that I have to go 100% Marlins and Mariners stacks, then you know so be it. Okay, so if like you said, you have the Mariners winning that game. So how's your interest level in Flexen? Uh, you know, seven point six K on DraftKings, seven point seven K on FanDuel. Is there any uh, any interest in the value there? Yeah, I think he's priced appropriately and and priced well. I like I actually have him as a really good play on FanDuel because he can go deep into games. I have him projected for nineteen outs in this one, uh, which is really really nice for his floor on that on that quality start and over on FanDuel like you get so much more for being able to go deeper into games. So uh, while I don't have him for as many strikeouts, I have him going deep into the game. And I think the price is really, really nice on him as, as an SP two and even as an SP one over on FanDuel. Oh yeah. That's uh, interesting. Definitely not a play I would have jumped on with, uh, with the A's and my like for Minea tonight, but uh, that's why I have you on Jay. Moving on to the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, or going back real quick, no interest in the A's then, right? If you are interested in flexing. Uh, I, the, the, no, not really. The, they're fine as like a secondary stack. I don't mind using Olsen. I don't mind using some of the power bats there. Um, 
but I I can't imagine that I would prioritize them over the Mariners and the Marlins, which I think are going to have way less ownership. Yeah, I'm not on I'm not on Oakland at all. Uh, not on the Mariners at all, personally. Uh, so moving on to the last game of the night, it's the Giants and the Dodgers. Di Sclafani against Bueller. Uh, this is a pitching matchup we've already mentioned. Uh, I do have a lot of interest in Bueller. The only thing is his price point, 10.5K on both sites. Uh, he projects pretty well for me. Di Scalfani, uh does not pre- project as well. I know Di Scalfani is already someone you mentioned, and I think you're going to be on him tonight, James. Am I right? Yeah, he's my top overall projected pitcher. All right. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was so, right. You're on him. Uh, I, I think he's a really good play. I think that, uh, that it's really weird. Like slates like this kind of make me want to go all in because as you look at where the ownership is like kind of piling, it's going on to – guys like Manea and like Blake Snell and, and these guys that I think are not necessarily deserving of that much ownership. And I have guys like Descafani who are projected super well and Adbert Alzley who project really, really well as values. And it, it just makes it so that I'd want to go like really hard on the slate just because I think that people are making a lot of mistakes by eating the ownership that they are. Yeah, and I mean, for, you know, to tack on to what you just said, I have Di Scalfani, uh in my ownership projections right now as the fifth highest owned pitcher on FanDuel. Um, on DraftKings, it's the same thing. Fifth highest owned pitcher on both sides. Um, so you have Morton, Bueller, Manaya, and Snell all getting more, more ownership on both sides right now. Yeah, and that's like, that's one of those things where if I can have – a lot of Descalfani who projects, you know, right there with Walker Bueller for basically a thousand dollars less and play a bunch of mid range with Morton and Alzale and Flexen and just like get rid of pretty much anyone else in the pool and just like round Robin that with leverage stacks. Um, like it, it's, it's fun to have slates like that for me because I know that I'm either going to absolutely just dominate or I'm going to lose everything. And I like those. I really, really like black and white slates. I don't like slates where I'm like running an MME and I'm like, okay, well, this team is okay. This team is okay. This team is okay. And I have, I spread out my exposure a lot. It's like, okay, what am I even rooting for here? Um, Like very (laughs) concise, very, very um, readable slates like this. I think this is a really good slate for GPP players. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of different spots to get leverage tonight. um, Like you just said. Uh, Now, any interest in a giant stack tonight? They don't grade out in my top six against Bueller, but it does seem to be rather interesting. Or do you not want to go that deep? Uh, feel like it's not necessary? Yeah, I have no reason to go there. I like I. The only reason I don't have a reason to go there is because I have the Marlins and Mariners already. And and if if I plan on being basically like yankees twins marlins mariners and red Sox, or something like that you know if i if i plan on having that core of teams already why would i need to drop down to the giants to get me leverage i don't i already have plenty of leverage um maybe if the giants projected a little bit better maybe if they projected like in a similar ilk to the mariners then i'd be into it but i it's just not necessary so one more question for you here the mariners specifically what bats are you looking for out of that stack uh, let's go take a look. So it looks like Luis Torrens is up there. He's top overall projected for me for the Mariners. Um, I think that Kyle Seeger and Mitch Hanniger are both going to be fine there. Uh, Mitch Hanniger always projects really, really well. Um, 
see who else. Yeah, so those are my top three. It's Luis Torrens, Mitch Hanniger, and then Kyle Seeger, and then Dylan Moore. Those are kind of the guys that I would really be focusing on. So, yeah, a lot of righties. Uh, no surprise against Manaya. Um, and I know on the site, I'm uh, going to give you a little bit of a chance to plug here for a pay dirt, of course. Uh, on the site, we have the hitter projections and hitter ranks. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you use the two uh, when you're building your stacks? Yeah, I'll usually use the hitter projections to build out my stacks on hitter ranks to look at secondary stacks or one-offs. So um, there's a little bit of like kind of looking at the ranks and seeing who is real. Like if I look at hitter projections and I see, I don't know, uh, Estevan Floreal for the Yankees, like he projects really, really well tonight. Um, he's a bench player for the Yankees. Uh, is, is that real? I don't know. He projects well because his baselines look really, really good in a short sample. But then I go over to the ranks and it's like, okay, he's nowhere to be found. So the ranks are a, a much better indicator of actual raw skill. That's why you see guys like Bryce Harper and Max Muncy and, uh, and Freddie Freeman up there kind of at the top of the hitter ranks. And then the hitter projections are feeding off of a smaller sample and, and are feeding off of more volatile stuff. So, um, I try to use the ranks to kind of give myself a little bit of a heat check when I am projecting things out and saying, okay, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have Bobby Bradley, uh, as a priority in my secondary stack, because I don't think that his raw skill is really that good. It's just a matchup or a short sample thing. So, it's kind of the same thing I do with pitchers, like pitcher ranks and pitcher projections. Projections are always going to be something that I value more, but the ranks are a nice little sanity check when I'm looking at them both and trying to find guys that project well in both. Yeah, and I think that's something, you know, the uh, casual DFS player may fall into very often is, uh, you know, looking at a projection that is really basically juiced for a single day, a single matchup. Um, and, you know, their value seems to be sky high. Um, you know, and it's going to drive up the ownership on, you know, the random uh, $2,500 player on FanDuel or, you know, $3,000 player on DraftKings. Um, so it's definitely good to have something like the hitter ranks to go over. And, uh, you know, like you said, check yourself a little bit uh, while you're building because, you, you know, you can get into the hype of a player on any given day or multiple players of any given day and basically chase that along with the field and uh you know you're never never really getting off of uh just specifically matchup driven stuff uh in terms of matchup versus skill uh so it's definitely something that you know i i've since i've come over to pay dirt um i've definitely been using definitely been checking out the hitter ranks it's it's been it's one of the many great tools over there um but yeah so that's going to be the end of the slate today. Uh, James, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. Uh, I know this is something that you want to do a few times a week, so looking forward to it. Um, but like I said at the top, head over to paydirt.ghost.io. Sign up for membership, just $30 a month. Breaks down to a dollar a day. Get all of the models, rankings, uh, projections, ratings that James was talking about all of the stuff that I was talking about. Uh, really, guys, we have an amazing community over there as well. Uh, make sure you hit the Discord link once you join uh, Join the community. Sign up today. Uh, get everything we were talking about across six sports. Uh, follow us on social media, Pater Official on Twitter, Pater Analytics on Facebook and Instagram. 
Uh, James, I appreciate you joining me today, man. Uh, it was great having you on. Absolutely, dude. I'll be on a couple times a week. So let's, uh, you know, let's make it make it count. Let's win some money. Hell yeah. Uh, very excited for tonight. Uh, let's go win some money. Have a great night.